to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Regina! Robin? Regina! <laughs> Robin! I don't understand. How did you get here? It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is I'm here with you now. Someone's watching. What the hell are you doing here? Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meese. And I'm Anne-Marie De Simone. And this is the most dangerous creature in all the seas. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Mime. How you doing, Anne-Marie? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I mean, Once Upon a Time. Sorry about that. <laughs> once Upon a Mime. Once, once Upon a Mime. ABC, bring Once Upon a Mime, <laughs> Once Upon a Mime. No, but uh, we're here to talk again. Always fun. Always, always love good. it. Absolutely. Good times. Good times. So All uh, good things. All good things. All good things must come to an end. You have no, no actually, before we get started in the main discussion, we do have a little announcement here. A <gasps> little contest, actually. So, ah! I- Sorry. <laughs> I told y'all I was going to get loud tonight. That yes, hurt, I yelled. That hurt my ears a little bit, too. Oh, and Deal. we want to say hi to uh, the chat room, too. We're recording this uh, on Monday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. And uh, thanks to Scotty Rowland, we have a great IRC chat there. I see Hope. I see Scotty. I see me saying too many cooks. No more cooks. Queen Liz. Hope. I, I think I said Hope already. You did. But, uh, oh, 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 music. I always do that. There we go. Much better. Much better. No theme music needed. But we're, we're having a contest. We're having, I, a, we're having a contest. And before we get into the main discussion, I'm going. We're going to go ahead and play a little video on that for you right now, and then we'll be right back. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De Simone, and we're here to announce our Greetings from Storybrook Regal Con test. If you don't know what Regal Con is, yeah. it's a convention they're having this year in Anaheim, California, uh, May 8th through 10th, that focuses on the Once Upon a Time fandom. Now, there's going to be a lot of oncers there, and a lot of cast members too, like Emily DeRaven, Sean McGuire, pretty many much, many dwarves, and Rebecca Mater will mm-hmm. be there. August. You know, all sorts of people. That's right. August will be there. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to our patrons. Uh, We're going to be able to cover my plane ticket and my hotel room, you know, just off of you guys' donations that you've made over at patreon.com slash universebox. Thank you you so much. Really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to be bringing you back a lot of exclusive content. Uh, We we should be uh, doing some interviews, some special panels out there. We'll be Mm -hmm. talking to you guys, uh, the Once once Upon a Time fans and everything. In order to get Anne-Marie to the convention, uh, not only do we have to cover her airfare, but we also have to pay for a babysitter for the kids. But we'd love to have her go out there and help help with the interviews and be on panels and interact with all of you guys. So we've we've come up with a fun way to kind of try and finance this. We want to see you there, which is why we're throwing the Greetings from Storybrook Regal Contest. So two prizes. The grand prize, the three-day general admission ticket to RegalCon 2015, and the runner-up prize, which is a beautiful Rumpelstiltskin stand-in like we have right back here. Now, there are three ways for you to enter the RegalCon test. First is by making a one-time donation. Donation. There should be a pretty little button right around here. Yeah, and you can make I, a donation right through YouTube. Right, right through here. YouTube. Second is to donate to our Patreon or to up your donation if you're a current patron. And 
patron donations start at ten cents. The grand prize. The grand prize is worth one hundred and thirty nine dollars. One hundred and thirty nine dollars for ten cents. That's a good entry. I think that's a good deal. But you know, if you don't want to spend money directly, we we completely understand, and that's fine. So we have a third way to enter too. Send us a postcard. Very because our where is it thing here is pretty empty still. Send us something to put in the frame, and you'll be entered to win both of the prizes as well. That will definitely count as an entry, uh, which is good. And you can uh, send it to this address right here that we'll put right here. Give me an address. Right there. Yes. uh, You have to enter quickly Quickly. because we want to give everyone, you know, the grand prize winner, we want to give them time to make uh, travel arrangements, hotel arrangements, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to uh, cut off entries midnight on April the 8th. Then what we'll do on April 9th is we'll go ahead and draw the grand prize winner Mm -hmm. and we'll contact them uh, privately and give them 24 hours to either accept or decline. If if they accept, uh, fine, we're off to the races and we'll do a second draw for the Rumple standout or stand in, stand up. But if they reject it or they don't respond, we're going to go ahead and pull another grand prize winner mm-hmm. and uh, keep going like keep that going, until we yeah. find someone who wants to do it and then, you know, draw, make draw a second for. draw for the runner-up. Correct. If you win the general mission ticket, we're going to take you out for, for uh, dinner and drinks or something to, uh, you know, j- just uh, hang out for a little bit, <laughs> everything. You have to. I mean, if you're, if you're coming to a convention, you've got to enjoy yourself. Okay, so like we said, two prizes, one general admission ticket free of charge to RegalCon 2015 that they've graciously provided us and one Rumpelstiltskin stand-up cutout cardboard guy like we have in the background of all of our episodes of Greetings from Storybrooke. Get your entry in by April 8th to enter and uh, we hope to see you at the con. Yes, uh, we do definitely hope to see you at the con. And I just really oh, sorry. Hi, we're back. Uh, for, our, <laughs> for our audio listeners, I, I just wanted to mention that if you want to enter the third way, the send in the postcard or a letter or whatever oh, way, yeah. uh, you couldn't see the address there. It's at the website, greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Just click on contact us up at the top. Okay, well, I guess uh, we should probably go ahead and get started talking okay. about uh, tonight's or uh, last night's. Tonight's, episode. last night. Tonight's something. discussion, last night's episode. <laughs> Why don't you uh, get us started with our uh, rhyming episode <clears> summary? <throat> All right. <clears throat> if Rumple is everyone and everyone's Elsa, her tentacle strike knocks around Hook's vertebra. She's not just a villain. She's the first Little Mermaid. Her job's a hey, sink. Hey, what I, did I mess I, up? I normally would never oh, no. make you restart. You said Elsa instead of Ursula. Which <laughs> <laughs> completely changes the context. <laughs> Maybe it's because she was in the episode, kind of, sort of, but not really. Uh, mentioned. 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 There she, was got a name. Name, she got name-checked. Well, not name-checked. She got referenced. Or her, her, Whatever. Her All right, fine. Since I messed up, I'll do it again. <laughs> okay. See, this This is just going to make me get loud tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I just turned you down a little bit. Probably a good idea. Okay. If everyone... <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't we start with the rhyming episode summary? Charm. Okay, if Rumple is everyone, everyone's Ursula. Her tentacle strike knocks around Hook's vertebra. She's not just a villain; she's the first Little Mermaid. Her job is sink killing, but she's she feels that it's played. August returns and gets converted to timber. His growing flesh nose is so very limber. One Spice Girl down, but they still have the mole down to the sea in poor unfortunate soul. Poor. Unfortunate soul. Poor unfortunate soul. What'd you think it's overall, Amory? Uh, hey, you're a poor unfortunate soul. So sad, but true. 
Okay. <laughs> what did you think overall? Um, I actually really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked getting the quote unquote Little Mermaid story, and even with it being through somebody else, like I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. But what, what did you think, Bill Meeks? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, did, I, I mean, I don't think uh, I think every episode so far this season has been better than the last. So I, I like I, I've enjoyed every episode uh, going forward uh, more and more and more and more and more. So I guess I, we'll go ahead and get started with the main points here. Uh, first of all, uh, well, I titled this uh, "Too Many Mermaids." Too many mermaids. Uh, too many mermaids. Too many mermaids. Too many mermaids. Too many mermaids. No, but there was a lot of a. Uh, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> kind of a uh, confusion and crossover and everything with the whole Little Mermaid uh, mythology. I, I first of all. The fact that I, this is the third Ursula we've been introduced to now. <laughs> You're dancing in the background. I am dancing tonight. It's fine. But uh, the third Ursula we've been introduced to so far, we had fake Regina Ursula. We had uh, in the statue golden goddess Ursula. And now we have this Ursula. It's uh, It almost feels like at this point it's an honorific. Like you you inherit the title of Ursula <laughs> at some point. Now, now, now. But I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, that it's just uh, – it, it, it seems like they they keep rebooting the character almost, you know. They um they do and they don't. I mean, it's they even say that she's named after the goddess, mm-hmm. which I do think is a little weird since her dad is a deity. Yeah, I have a feel- that part kind of got mm-hmm. me a little yeah. twitchy. But anyway. I, I I kind of have a feeling that uh it, what happened is they probably had a, a Yvette Yvette Nicole Brown uh scheduled to do it from Community and everything. What was it like two years ago now? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you, they were like, you know, whenever we do Ursula, you can play Ursula or whatever and she was like yay and then she she, yeah she got cast in the odd couple uh, so she wasn't even. She didn't even return for community. The new yeah. season of Community. So they they probably just had to kind of like tweak the mythology a little bit. Just enough. Just so maybe they can still bring her on at some point. Right. I'm assuming. But and they also uh, we basically get a second Little Mermaid in this episode. A second yeah. Little Mermaid episode, which I think was I think it's way fine. better than the first one. Honestly. Yeah. Like and I I thought it was interesting because you know that first Little Mermaid episode with Ariel it really stuck close to sort of the the plot beats of mm. of the. Disney movie, which we watched a couple weeks ago on Universe Box. If you haven't checked yes, that out. Yes, we did if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, episode 7 of Universe Box at UniverseBox.com. We talked for like 40 You're minutes You're here, about, actually. <laughs> more than likely watching it. Yeah, but uh, uh, we talked about 45 minutes about the Disney Little Mermaid. But uh, So Ariel's story, very close to the Disney film, but she doesn't sing at all. No. And then this version hung a lot closer to the Hans Christian Andersen version, but mm-hmm. she sings. And she yeah. sings the songs from the from Little the Mermaid, Little Mermaid movie. movie. Yeah. And she sings them beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like the – it was Poor Unfortunate Soul, right? Well, no, she she did a – well, she did the ah. Well, yeah, that. And then she did the opening song. Oh, uh, that's right. The, the Fathoms the, the, Below. Yeah, Fathoms that, Below. I loved that version of Fathoms Below. I thought it was mm-hmm. beautiful. You're turning me down again, aren't you? Oh, no. It's just like you – it just seems like <laughs> – be getting a little louder than normal tonight that's fine though we'll deal um, with it <laughs> but uh, some of the things that the this ursula little mermaid story had in common with the hans christian anderson tale first of all it, uh, the story the hans christian anderson tale opens up you know they they introduce all of the little mermaid sisters and everything mm-hmm. and they say that they go out to the rocks to sing to the pirates to make them crash upon the rocks right just like we see here oh yeah and uh, the the Little Mermaid character from the original story that her that's what she was supposed to do. Si- well, the or sa- her sisters same situation as Ursula in this episode where she was resistant to the idea. She didn't want to do it, but mm-hmm. she was kind of pressured into doing it by her family. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting, and uh, I, I kind of I kind of wonder if we're ever going to see a conflict between this Ursula and Ariel 
or not. I think we have to see. I think they have to have some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I, it's part of that banishing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh. It, if, if if nothing else, it, 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 we, we need to find out why she was banished, and it seemed like that would make sense, you know, to get them to finally meet up, yeah. uh, Ursula and Ariel, since you know we've had three Ursulas, two Little Mermaids. Well, too many yeah, mermaids, mermaids, too many mermaids. Okay. One thing I wanted to mention, though, uh, to kind of tie back into the Disney film, and I hear I have a page on this. Okay, now uh, it's mentioned that uh, Hook is going to take Ursula to Glowerhaven, and uh, Glowerhaven is where uh, Brit. Uh, Prince Eric, uh, or where the princess Prince Eric complains about in the movie was from, like, you know, that first scene on the boat where he's, mm-hmm. I forget what his, uh, his, his manservant, his, his guy is, yeah, his manservant's name is, but he, he's he, Alfred. <laughs> yeah. But, he, but he's, he's like, uh, that, that, uh, princess from Glowerhaven, I didn't want to marry her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so th- that was kind of the reference. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, that might tie in plot wise. Like, I could definitely see them doing something where, but, Although I don't know with Prince Eric at this point, they've kind of that loop's closed. That ship has sailed. Well, if yeah, you will. yeah, they've completely run the whole love story. There's, I, I don't know if there's any chance for Ursula to get in the mix there to kind of like a. Well, it's do like a love triangle thing. I don't even know oh, if it's necessarily a love triangle. Maybe she mm-hmm. comes upon them living there or him living there, something mm-hmm. like that. Even though they're living on an island, I thought anyway, <laughs> um, because she says that it was her mother's favorite place to sing, and she wants to you know go sing where her mother sang. Mm-hmm. But now she's evil, and she made herself a squid. So I don't really know what's going on with that. Hey, as you do, as, as you, you do, do, make yourself a squid. Make yourself a squid when you're mad, and <laughs> tell your father a deity to fear you. you know, it's just awkward. So, okay, speaking of Miss Ariel, I think she dropped absolutely the most wise wisdoms of all of the Once Upon a the Times. wise wisdom, the wise wisdoms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Villains go about getting their happy endings the wrong way. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. This is what I've sort of been leaning towards, but everybody's like. No, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, just be good people. Yeah. You'll get your happy ending if you're meant to have a happy ending. It's not not written in a book. I'm sure it is because mm-hmm. it's a show, but just be a good person, Hook. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree with this. And I think we talked a bit last week about how uh what you call it, how how uh when they found the page in the library, when Regina and Robin found the page in the, the library, it was kind of like setting up that, you know, it, basically that lesson that you don't have to depend on an author, you have to find your own happy ending right. and do it the right way and everything. And, you know, then they kind of reinforce that with Ariel's uh, little line in this episode so i'm kind of thinking that whenever they do find the author whenever they do uh release him from the book or her or, or, her, or her or her from the book uh then then they're going to be useless they're not going to be able to rewrite anything no they're not going to be able to rewrite anything mm-hmm. what i think even if author... emma has a dark heart <sighs> um <laughs> we will get to that um <laughs> um i think the author is basically just um not scribing but like um, history, like being a historian, like, writing like down what has happened, documenting mm-hmm. that's the right word. Um, yeah. what has happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some thoughts on that too. Is that uh, come later? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll stop there then. <laughs> Let me go back then. Okay, uh, Ariel makes Hook realize that he has been going about things the wrong way mm-hmm. and that he is technically a villain, so he realizes that he's messing up, um, and that he needs to, you know, get his act together. Um, which prompts him to work with Ariel to get Ursula her happy ending. He realizes even though he – not he really messed up. Whatever. There was a mistake and she couldn't get the voice because, mm-hmm. you know, he who put it in has to take it out, which makes yeah. sense. Um, but that's a pretty big deal because Ariel's relationship with Ursula, as we kind of sort of – even though it's not in the show, you know it. You mm-hmm. automatically 
they think Ariel and Ursula, there's a clash. Yeah, they're going to come to um, blows. And then Ursula and Hook's history and Ariel, and, like, it, there's just so much near. And Ariel basically literally slaps him in the face and says, just be nice. <laughs> you just got to be nice just to be people, nice. folks. That's all. That's all. Well, I, I don't know if Hook really took that lesson, though, because it seems like there's some darkness growing in Hook's heart, which is weird a little bit, because uh-huh. one of the reasons I, I fell in love with Hook so much is because, you know, they introduce Captain Hook and you're like, oh, this is a bad guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you're kind of viewing him as a villain and Emma is not too fond of him at the at first and everything. So you're like, yeah, he's a total bad guy. But the more you find out about his background, the more you find out about, you know, the, the things he's done in his life and the things that have happened to him in his, in his life, you realize that really he's 90% of the time he's really a decent guy. Yes, he doesn't he's, like doing bad things. He, he's a decent human being and he usually makes uh, you know the right choice uh, it, it, unless his back's against the wall. If his back's against the wall, it could go either way. Yeah, you're, you're but, in trouble there. I mean, most people are like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was weird that he, he was like so concerned about you know the, the whole happy ending thing and about mm-hmm. being a villain and everything because of that. And I, I, I'm just kind of curious uh, the th- well, you know, he is a he is a decent guy, and it's it may, he's probably the villain who's come the closest to getting the happy mm-hmm. ending yeah. with Emma and everything. So I, w- I wonder if that has something to do with it. May, I mean, sometimes the best people are the people who beat themselves up the most. You know, like yeah, I could see that. I just mm-hmm. I think it's weird that um, this is the first time we've heard anything about Hook being a villain in a while. Yeah, yeah when quite we a while. harp and harp and harp and harp and harp and harp mm-hmm. and harp. On Regina being a villain trying to get her happy ending and, you know, converting and changing when Hook has just done it and not harped on it. He just – he helped who he wanted to help, which is what you yeah, should he, do. He didn't go around blaming other people for right, it. He was like, this is right. my life, my responsibility. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Well, speaking of Emma and Hook, like – you, you know, right now, Rumpel and the Spice Girls of Evil minus Baby Spice, are, would she posh? I don't know. Wh- whichever one Ursula was. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, Rumpel is aiming to turn Emma into a baddie. Uh, to turn her right. heart dark. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, with all these doubts in Hook's mind, if she turns dark, he might he might just go along with her for the he ride. Would. He would. And vice versa, too. If if that darkness gets to him and that self-doubt gets to him and he takes a turn for the worse, I kind of think Emma might go with him, too. Yeah. And they, actually, that might be how Gold does it. You know, he turns Hook and then... But how is he going to turn Hook? Well, by threatening yeah. Emma. Could be. Take his heart We've again. We've solved the show. <laughs> we'll see you next season. No, but I, 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 I'm just kind of... I, I I think so, but it would be interesting to see if they would kind of walk the road to hell together. Mm-hmm. And if technically, since they're still, you know, in true love and everything, if if they all they t- took a turn for the bad mm-hmm. and walked that path together, if that would still be considered a happy ending for them. It would be because yeah. they're together. Yeah, because they're together. Like and That's all that matters. W- which is kind of weird to think about. But it, then you have Henry. Mm-hmm. This is true. You have Henry to think of. So that's, yeah, what, that's the. Yeah, Henry wouldn't be on board the uh, Henry whole. Henry is not on board with that. Unless Pan's been inside his head for the past two seasons and we just don't know it. Shut dun dun dun. Ah! <laughs> I yeah, and uh, j- just to su- summarize, like I, I I never really I I never really think of Hook as a villain just because he feels guilty any times he makes one of those bad decisions. Like like I was talking about earlier, when his back's against the wall, he always feels guilty. There's something going on in chat. Um, just a funny statement, uh, Camilla. Hi, I'm not sure who mm-hmm. you are, but welcome. hi, Camilla. Um, now they have money for bringing back some actors. Thanks, Frozen. <laughs> Let so, it go. Like it. Let, Let it, go. it go. Let your contract obligations go. Whoa. Okay. Um, another thing that um I noticed, well, we've all noticed. We've pointed it out ever here, there, and everywhere. Bell, Bell, mm-hmm. and her 
pretty weak character now. Mm-hmm. She started off, I feel, much stronger, much more challenging of others, much more confident in herself and what she believed in. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why? Why is he doing this to me still? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, she should be hiding in a corner crying and her mascara running. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. So, um, how was – what? Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say she's better than last half season. But that's because she wasn't on the screen last half season. She was taking a nap the entire time. I was about to say um, – you made a joke earlier. <laughs> is she going to make an appearance or is she going to take a nap? <laughs> um, so, uh, how was she surprised that Rumpel is still betraying her over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been betraying you since before. Before you were married. Also, where's the divorce paper, sweetheart? <laughs> um, completely forgot. Well, they, they don't need it. They just have Blue do a quick annulment. We'll get to that. Why? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting a little too close to my microphone. Pardon me. Yes, yeah, Okay. Um, <laughs> she, um, so she completely forgot about the pirate code in two seconds flat and was like, oh, yeah. oh no. Hook has the – it's not me. Hook has it. Yeah, I co- don't have it anymore. Complete betrayal of trust Complete there. betrayal of the pirate code that doesn't really exist and then seemed surprised that it wasn't actually Hook. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay. Um, <laughs> but she's still very trusting. Interesting and I don't know. It's kind of annoying. It's a little annoying. Then, then we get to her relationship with the knave. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird, weird relationship. Yeah, mostly they're just like standing there, like yes. just like next to each other, like yes, we're dating. That was the thing. We have yet to actually see them be together. Yeah, they, you know, I don't think they even like held hands or no, anything. No. But then again, I guess. Well, now we probably definitely won't because Rumple's going to be around, and nope. well, it's not going <laughs> to mess around with that. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We've never actually seen them together, and we're getting no time to explore their relationship now that we have. Rumple in town. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, I did like that they finally referenced his time in Wonderland, though. Well, they did, they, they did briefly last yeah, half very, season, very but. briefly. But does Belle know that story? Of how he came back. I want to know if he kn- she knows that story. I don't know. Well, if I, I guess it remains to be seen. But if my theory that he was looking uh, for the Alice in Wonderland book because it somehow connects back to Wonderland, the world, which I actually ties into a theory I have about this episode. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I I think that maybe she's helping him in that that. Oh, and then uh, they like project. Fell, they yeah. you know fell in love, lust, whatever's happening yeah, while poring over the books. Because mm-hmm. if he, if he's that. hanging out in the library, drunk, uh, reading old uh, British children's books, then you know she's right there. She's right on that. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Also, the mushroom potion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Did he have it, or did it happen to be in the shop and he recognized it? That part we don't know because Hook's just like, I know you can help me with this. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's a little weird to me. Did they meet in Wonderland at some point, well, or did they just know? I, I'd assume in the in the month off or whatever that yeah, we had six it, weeks. Yeah, they 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 had a conversation about it. Sometime. Probably, but then the weird uh, the mushroom potion because we know Belle doesn't know ninety seven percent of what's in that store. She's just like, mm-hmm. I saw a dusty thing up there. Um. Yeah, I I would assume just because just because you know you got to go off the information they give you and yeah there could be a cut scene in there somewhere but we hear will can get you get your ship re-enlarged and then he's like i have this mushroom potion from wonderland i I would assume he probably brought it with him okay well then that's even weirder Mm -hmm. what else did he bring with him the white rabbit what's john lithgow doing right now i don't know does he need work somebody google it (laughs) so there you have it excellent okay well uh we're going to uh get back into our main discussion in just a second just wanted to mention here real quick our patreon page at patreon.com slash uh, universe box and uh, we, we've uh, been uh, doing this uh, for about three or four weeks now something like that and, and it's been great uh, basically what we did we, if you didn't notice we dropped the audible ads uh, because you guys chipped in $125 a month 15 Woo-hoo! of you which thank you thank you, thank you thank you thank you and so uh we already unlocked a couple milestone goals with this. Uh, one, we did a uh, Universe Box hangout for, did, for all of Saturday. our patrons on Saturday. It was almost two hours. 
It was two hours of us jabbering. Mm-hmm. It, and it was a lot of fun. It was good. It was really I liked intense, it. Really good. And uh, then, of course, we dropped the ads. And the one we're aiming for right now is uh, doing – you know how we do the commentaries for Once Upon a Time episodes. Yes. We want to do them for movies, like long-form movies. Oh, and the first two movies were picked in that Hangout. Yeah, we pick, we picked the first two movies. We'll do once we hit this goal in the Should Hangout. What are, what yeah, are? go ahead and tell them. Goonies mm-hmm. and the first Harry Potter. Yes. That's right. You're going to get to hear me geek out over Harry Potter. No, wasn't it Ninja Turtles? Was it Ninja Turtles? Yeah, it was Ninja Turtles. Whatever, let's do all three. It, it was the 90s Ninja Turtles movie and the first Harry Potter. It'll be a lot of fun. But uh, to, in order to unlock that, uh, and it'll be bi-monthly movie commentaries that patrons will get exclusively. And then we'll release them six months later as yeah. their own podcast. And uh, in order to hit that uh, milestone, we're going to need to get to $200 a month, which isn't insurmountable. No. And if you want to donate, there's a lot, lot of a fun uh, rewards you get to. Like, I, I sent out a oh, really right. horrible hand-drawn sketch today. We sang Bobby a song in the hangout. We sang a lot in the hangout. And there, there are other things, too. Like, we'll sit down and write you a personal letter for $50 a month. Uh, and you can do that, like, one time and then drop back down to, like, 10 cents or something a totally. month if you want to. Uh, we'll record a podcast with you about any topic you want. You pick the topic. Mm-hmm. We release the podcast. But uh, we appreciate all your support uh, thus far. And as we're getting ready to go to RevoCon, it'll definitely come in handy. It would be great. It yeah. basically paid for the trip, like we mentioned earlier. And you can get there at patreon.com slash universe thank you scotty for adding it to the chat yes uh thank you very much scotty and uh, you had a couple uh points here you want to talk about oh okay yeah. so we got um some great theories and feedback also um amy has altered her bell's mom is the author theory kind of mm-hmm. um she says that the sorcerer or someone saves bell's mom because we think we saw her die but i don't think we did um, the author by putting her in the book like it's basically a safety mm-hmm. and that's keeping her from what was it a troll or a something an ogre yeah they, I probably think that, an ogre it, it was ogres because it was during the, the ogre, ogre wars, wars. Of course yeah it was during the ogre wars um, ogre war two ogre- back in 1940 <laughs> ogre war two back in the habit um so there's that and i completely support amy's theories at least yeah. at the very least of bell's mom being the author that's yeah, it, coming and, and basically uh since she had adapted her theory a little bit we knew a lot of you out there had heard it i believe what was it on the once if i can't remember when she, when it first came up but uh we knew you guys like that theory of amy so we wanted to keep you up to date on it it's seeming more and more likely honestly it really is because mm-hmm. it almost this is gonna sound horrible it's, it feels like that's why they're keeping um bell around bell because her mom's gonna be so important yeah but it, it would also make sense sense just because of bell's love of books and right. everything well, and too. her mother's love of books that's mm-hmm. what she got from her mother it was the love of books yeah um another thing that we got from alina um i have a theory since we know that the finale is two hours i'm paraphrasing okay um what if the author rewrote the book and the villains became the heroes and the heroes became the villains henry has to travel back in time to convince Regina to become a villain. Regina is like Snow White and Snow White is like Regina in the story. Regina has to kill the thing that she loves the most and it's Cora this time since we know that she's coming back onto the show for at least an episode. I, li- I love this I think this it's theory. fantastic. Absolutely love this series. I also want to thank whoever donated a dollar over at the <gasps> Patreon. Ooh, thank ding, you. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, I wish ding, we had ding, a sound ding. effect like a little bell. <laughs> Camila says Johanna's the author. <laughs> <laughs> jo- it's always Johanna. Actually, that would be like mind-blowing. 
if Johanna was the author. Like, I'm actually. Uh, oh, here we go. You already were. J- just talk. We- just talking about a. Oh, I never pulled that graphic. You up. didn't pull the graphic. I, no, I don't have it. Okay, well, we were gonna have a Johanna did it graphic, but. Well, here, I, no, one no. one thing that I I just thought was a uh, kind of funny is that I guess for RegalCon we're actually going to be watching the the season finale <gasps> at RegalCon, which is going to be cool because I've never watched once with anyone but you before. Oh, that's weird. So to be in a room full of oncers and uh, yeah there's johanna johanna, Hi, johanna. Did it. johanna did it johanna looks terrified she does absolutely terrified okay well i guess we should get back into the main discussion and yes. which is good because this uh feeds right back in uh to the author and everything and you know what i'm gonna let you guys watch the chat for a couple minutes because i love those chatters they're good chatters and uh then that way i don't have to feel self-conscious while i'm talking i uh, know but the author's in the book the author's in the book which, which is a very interesting uh development i i i i liked it i i, I liked it like it, it kind of yeah it, it's one of those things that really surprised me i wasn't expecting the author to actually be in the book yes. uh, to, to be trapped within the page so i take this to mean that every book is literally a different world like oh that's fine you know to where it's not like the these aren't uh histories or documents or story collections these are these contain the actual events these books uh they they contain yeah. those moments in time you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh what there i think there's something like that in doctor who where they can hold a moment of time in like an object and that's what i'm kind of thinking the book is i it also uh, helps i i like it because it kind of helps tie the whole we have to find the author to get our happy endings mm-hmm. thing thing it makes it a little tighter because then it, it makes a little more sense because yeah the author's not documenting what they did he, he's writing their reality more or less yeah and, and i i thought i thought that kind of helped drive that point home a lot i and i also really like that they mentioned the dragon this week finally we're finally vindicated our obsession with the dragon that we've had since uh, for two years <laughs> since he was killed um, he it, was introduced and yeah. then killed immediately. We're like, no! It, it, it was just nice that uh, Adam and Eddie haven't forgotten about him. I, so I guess uh, his research is how August knew to add to the book or knew how to add to the book, maybe. Uh, okay. Since Because he says the dragon's been doing a lot of research on the author and the book and this, that, and the other. I wonder so, if the so dragon that, changed anything. Sorry to completely jump over you. If but, he knows how to add and change. I but don't I don't think the dragon had the book. Uh, didn't he just have the he didn't but he had the research and then august mm-hmm. took it and then he could have added it this, there could have been something mm-hmm. like this needs to be yeah you know or maybe he was like investigating just how the books work and he had like a rough mm-hmm. tutorial that he hadn't tested out yet or something right uh but I, now i i'm still kind of curious as to why the dragon might have been banished to our realm did uh did did he uh I don't know, cross the author, get under on his bad side or the sorcerer maybe. And uh, although I doubt I was at first I was thinking maybe that's how Cruella and Ursula got to our world, too. Maybe. But then I when I rewatched it today, I realized that they didn't have any recognition when he mentioned the dragon. No, not at all. So I'm I'm guessing they they were sent to our world for different reasons. Yeah, I think. Well, and the dragon still had magic in a land without magic. That was the Mm -hmm. big excuse me. The biggest thing is he could still do things. Mm hmm. Outside of Storybrooke. Outside of Storybrooke. Well, Storybrooke, did it have magic yet? Yes. Yes. Slight. But. Oh, no. No, it didn't have magic yet. I don't think so, no. The curse had not been broken. <laughs> timelines, timelines. <laughs> timelines. Um, so I kind of think he removed himself because mm-hmm. he seemed very, very powerful, which uh-huh. is why it's really weird that Tamara was able to take him out like that mm-hmm. and depressing. So there's that. Well, I, I guess Pan had, had, had a – I forget what – well, it was the – wasn't it like a taser or something? Like a yes. magical taser that she used? Yes. Which is weird. Okay. Uh, you, you like my next one here? Yeah. 
Henry has been missing all of the adventures. Did he finally decide to go to school? <laughs> because he's for the first three, mm-hmm. three and a half seasons, he was there. He was always right there. Mm-hmm. No matter what, he was there when he wasn't supposed to be. People send him back, pretty much lock him in his room. He still somehow is there. Yeah. That was like his magical power was appearing on site. Mm-hmm. And now he's not there ever. Is he just like holed up in the apartment, go over the book and all the research? Or is he actually going to school, which is where Mary Margaret should be teaching? You know, and, and this is completely speculation on a uh, on. Jared Gilmer Moore's personal life and everything, but I often wonder when I always figure it's one of two reasons why child actors, as they age, they stop appearing on the show less and less. It's either they don't test well, or like the the creators are like, okay, he's not a cute kid anymore, ding, ding, ding. or oh. or that the kid grows up enough, he's like, I don't want to do as much acting as I've been doing. You know, yeah. sometimes that happens too, right? But yeah, he's, he's but they need to explain it then. Mm-hmm. Something. I mean, he's he's too pivotal. To, they shouldn't have if they were going to do that. They they shouldn't have made him so important in the whole thing yeah well i have a feeling and uh this might be considered spoilers by some but the the season finale is called operation mongoose so i'm one and two yeah one and two so i'm I'm guessing if anything maybe they're saving him up to be like maybe he he might yeah he might like uh we heard earlier maybe he might be the dude uh doing the thing to save the day i actually think okay for as much haterade as i throw at jared gilmore Mm -hmm. um that I would like an episode that actually focuses on him. Yeah, where he was like the main focus. Right, that would he be has great. yet to be. He hasn't been the main focus mm-hmm. since like season two. Yeah, and he started it all basically. Mm-hmm. This is his show by running away. By running away with his teacher's <laughs> credit card. What do we got over there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think they're talking Hats, about how crazy. Doors, yeah, portals. how crazy August's nose growing was. Oh yeah, that was really. I, I absolutely love that though. Really? Oh yeah, like the the whole August torture scene. Well, I like the scene. The nose just looked Mm. so bad that it kind of made me twitchy. Like, I I, I kind of forgave it a little bit. And it was a dark cabin, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It was a dark cabin. But I I did write down in my notes, and I I don't think we approach it here at all. So I'll I'll go ahead and say it. But I I absolutely love the torture scene with the fire and him being like, don't lie, man. Don't lie or you're going to burn your nose off. Because it was just like the right mixture of just like bizarre and twisted and mm-hmm. hilarious that I, I, i've always loved about once upon a time when, when once upon a time goes to those places it it hits them mm-hmm. and i love it but uh, they did introduce a uh, a new character this week uh, i i ain't afraid of him though uh, his name's poseidon uh classic yeah uh, if you didn't recognize ernie hudson he he was uh, the guy who wasn't bill murray dan Aykroyd, and uh harold ramus in, <laughs> in ghostbusters i know i've actually seen him at conventions and stuff and he's just like he's just so there for the paycheck paycheck he just like leans back in the booth feet up and like mm-hmm. reading a book and you know then someone gives him five bucks and he signs a picture he he, he wears like the the ghostbusters uniform but he keeps the shirt open so he can i forget he has some website or something that he had a t-shirt on for he was advertising mm-hmm. but I, I enjoyed it it was a classic ernie hudson performance everything i i everything you wanted and more but well, no it, more. But at the same time, I kind of found the character lacking. A, a lot of his dialogue, and, and this is something that is uh, a problem on network TV across the board sometimes. But a lot of his dialogue was him stating his motivations like plainly. It wasn't like, I feel sad, and then you have to figure out why. It was, I feel sad because your mother died, and then you won't do this thing and that thing. Right. And that makes me feel awful. I feel I, horrible. And no. it, 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 they just didn't really give him any sort of like anything to play. Like, because right. it was all just out there on front street there was no subtext to it right and, and uh, yeah there was no play the subtext mm-hmm. there was here is your lines and that's what he acted although i did think it was nice that i i, I felt like his motivation for uh getting on ursula's case was way stronger than king triton's was in the disney movie yeah 
like, like, but we didn't get the story as to where her mother went, and it was probably a very, very similar situation. Yeah. Also, um, sort of playing off of this, mm. wonder which pirate killed her mom. I think it was Blackbeard. Could be. Could be. Just saying. That's it's, the only other pirate we really know. By does name. Blackbeard beard even have a ship anymore? Is the but question. this was way back. Yeah, I, I know. So he probably had a ship at that point, right? No, no. I was just saying because he shrunk down. Well, the yeah, Jolly he has. Roger and he, yeah, yeah. No, Elsa Roger. shrunk it to punish him. <laughs> Which I didn't know she had the ability to grow and shrink things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does she have more than ice powers? Apparently. I well, I, actually, I could see that as being like like a frozen short special or something where like she has know. to learn how to shrink stuff down <laughs> maybe it was in the cinderella thing uh, uh, a couple uh, sh- uh things you know because poseidon is supposed to be god of the sea or whatever right he's a, he's supposed to be a god or a deity level character if, if he's such a god why didn't he kill hook and take the shell back like yeah, after, he just at, like rolled over and died like rolled over and let him yeah, go hook was like you may be a god but my fist can close very tightly <laughs> You can't get through uh, this. I will destroy this and you won't get, mm-hmm. you know, I love that the, he was like, I'm not going to give it back to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the joy of giving her back her voice. No, this is mine now. Yeah. This is the torture. Mm-hmm. So. And, and I also thought it was weird that, that well, he, he knew how to kill the dark one, right? Uh, what god would let the dark one live when he had the chance or the ability to kill him? I, yeah, well, you know what? Actually, remembering stories of Zeus and old gods back in the day, gods can be kind of jerks sometimes. So I guess they that makes be. sense. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. And I, I guess there's also a bit of a you know gods have a, a higher level of wisdom and a, a bigger perspective on things mm-hmm. you know they're seeing they're seeing the whole city where you know we're seeing like one off the office we work in right uh so so he probably he sees the something. need he sees the need for the dark one in the the i don't know the universal balance scale thing right or whatever okay um i'm sort of gonna jump on that because i don't have this anywhere um uh we finally get kind of an age on hook oh, that we? he has mm-hmm. been when he gets to ursula the younger he's already been without mila for a hundred years he says century and a hundred like three times i'm like mm-hmm. i feel like that's older than we thought because i mean that's even you know she was a teenager well i i know it wasn't it he, he has to be as old as rumple though right in rumple rumple was around for a few hundred years he's been around for a few hundred years i think they they named it specifically uh earlier this season but because because he came in and stole mila away from rumple right when before he had the dark one powers mm-hmm. so so hook has to be as old as rumple i'd assume okay um okay so there's that okay fairies Mm-hmm. Gold went to visit the fairies to get a potion. What? I I I got the impression he broke in. Well, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. to their magic, but okay. So I can see that, but really, there was no fairies that noticed. There's like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There's not just like one or two. And the ability to temporarily reverse a spell <laughs> that couldn't have come in handy ever. Well, there's been a lot of stuff uh, the, these past few episodes where, like, okay, you know those things that we said in you your hypothetical discussions you can never do. No, we're we're just going to do them. them we're going to do fine. Them. Yeah, it'll be good. So that was weird. Um, yeah, I was about to say, they have this kind of magic. No, it might be their magic mixed with his magic. Either way, still weird. Um, <laughs> and shouldn't the fairies have been, like, trying to rally the troops to defeat Rumple and the Spice Girls after they got let out of the hat? Like, shouldn't they be, like, they know what's going on. Yeah, they should be more At least ob- percentage, like. Or at least be chipping, it, chipping in. But, I, you know, the fairies kind of stick, stick to themselves unless they have to go out and deal with people, too. Rumple so. is back and put him in a hat <laughs> with lots and lots of evil things. Mm-hmm. Unless they're, like, cowering in a corner in the convent, which still is weird. They're handing out gra- grannies having some uh, grilled cheese or something. Mmm, grilled cheese. Um... Yeah, I feel like at least 
one or two of the fairies. I want a fairy to go rogue, okay? Mm. I want a fairy to like pull away from the sisterhood mm. and join the heroes. That I, I would like to see a fairy grow rogue and go go rogue and go against the heroes. Oh, okay, by the well, way, that would be fun too. In chat, I just saw hot beverages. Didn't watch season three. How did you just skip a season? That's kind of insane. Hot beverages. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, I just saw that. Oh, uh, Amy Jolly Rogers in there too. Hi. Yeah. There's a whole party going on tonight. We've got Lisa. Uh, we've got. Uh, Akon? I still don't know who Akon is. But yeah, uh, you can uh, check out the chat. Uh, we always have a lot of great chatters over at uh, <laughs> There's Live. There's a lot going on. I can't keep up anymore. Get distracted. Get distracted. Um, yeah, you. Okay, uh, so I ha- I have a little theory on because I I I'd assume we're going to get more Ursula backstory before the season's we're out. We're not done. Yeah, is because we need to find out why she was banished and you know what she got up to after she got her tentacles, right? Yeah. So I I don't think that she was. She, they used the word banished. I don't think it was like a punishment. I I think Rumple somehow convinces her to go after Bay, and she ends up getting stuck in the land without magic. Mm-hmm. And now maybe since her and Cruella have been hanging out a lot in the flashbacks lately, maybe Cruella goes to help her or rumple pulls cruel in and sends them over to get bay mm-hmm. and uh then they get stuck here i could see that i could yeah. totally see mm-hmm. i actually really like that um in that because i i mean they they said banish but it, they didn't imply that she had done something wrong more so that she had couldn't get back she had done something that had caused someone to banish her and i could totally see rumple rumple doing there if there was like a doorway to get back or something him blocking it because they didn't get a bay or whatever case he was on uh, neverland you know right I can see that. um pope said it was confirmed it was 385 years old 385 years old doesn't look a day over uh, 384 rumple looking at you rumple see you right there <laughs> um okay gold's plan i i really would like this sketched out because it's a little confusing still how mm-hmm. is he gonna fill elmo's heart with darkness coffee possibly dark roast dark roast mm-hmm. yeah he'll be, she'll be caffeinated it'd be great <laughs> um and how long has he known that the savior there cannot be a savior no if there's a savior there's no happy endings for the villains how long has he known this i have no idea because it, it seems like or it or mm-hmm. Is that how he's getting the other Spice Girls to help him to put the darkness in Emma's heart? It could be. It could be. Like it's it, all a ruse. It's hard to say though, just because we we've been seeing all these flashbacks where he knows about the author and the sorcerer, and villains can get their happy endings rewritten and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And this is knowledge that he never had previously. So it's it's really hard to. It, it's hard to like kind of uh get that to mesh up in my head mm-hmm. sort of thing you know because he uh i lost my train of thought i'm um, sorry oh no it's okay i no, but it, it's it's just hard to uh kind of understand how he had all this knowledge in the past then everything that we saw in seasons one through three happened and then he he's back on this tact again it's like he just remembered everything yeah he woke up mm-hmm. maybe the author added something to the book i don't know I don't probably know not that. probably not no probably just they decided this would be a cool story so they went ahead and did it okay arbitrary scale you ready to uh all right i'm putting it in yeah put it in out of 1042 tiny jolly rogers how many tiny jolly rogers would you give this episode amory out of 1042 1042 Two tiny Jolly Rogers. Tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny. In a bottle. Um, nine hundred and twenty-seven, and the main math. Why? Um, I actually really liked this episode. I liked getting Ursula's backstory because she is my least favorite of the Spice Girls of Evil. She mm-hmm. felt really, really boring and stale. And now we saw what her motivation was, and I kind of am okay with it. Mm. Um, I could see it, but it just seems like a really no lie, pathetic reason to turn evil. Just yeah. gonna say, there's that. Tiny Jolly Rogers, which Amy Jolly Roger enjoys. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, I, I'd like to mention that Patty uh, Sage in the chat says uh, that uh, she thinks that Rumpel's guessing and lying. Probably. Probably. Yeah. probably. Um, so, yeah, I think it was really good. I liked – there was character development with people, which was nice. The internal struggle of the Regina was mm. fun. Um, I like how Lisa's just 85%. Multiple people usually just give a percentage. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. Do some math. Um, yeah, there, there was good things. There was mm. bad things. But there's always good things. So. Excellent. You? Out of a thousand and forty-two, one thousand forty-two. I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it nine hundred and seventy-six. Really strong episode. I thought Poseidon was a little bit, uh, a little bit weak. I, I would have mm-hmm. liked, uh, especially because they had. Uh, well, he's not like I don't know Robert De Niro or something. But Eric Hudson's a good actor, and specifically, specifically a good comedic actor. Right. I wish they had given him more to do. I like this version of the Little Mermaid story way better than the Ariel version. Yep. Uh, even though the Ariel version was closer to the classic version, sure. but. Overall, really good episode. I got some good theories from it. I, I'm really excited for next week, though. Next week next looks going to be crazy. Awesome. Really, it. really, Scotty. Seventy five point nine six five four two three six four four no six six four one two two percent. I'm banning percentages from the chat room. Don't do that, Scotty. Kick anyone who uses a percentage. No, I'm kidding. But I okay. Well, let's see here. Uh, we have some news. And, We've got new- oh yeah, Wait. and your feedback. Uh, but before we get to that, we're just going to play you a quick little video about a, an amusement park you might have heard of called. Every summer since 1929, people around Colta City have been going to an amusement park called Curly World. Curly World was a place for picnics, for music, for all sorts of rides, and especially for some of the world's greatest wooden roller coasters. Over the years, Curly World has seen a lot of good times. When you go to Curly World, you can't see it all. You never know what goes on behind the rides. Join us tonight to learn the history that made Curly World a cult of city institution. Curly World Memories, tonight at 8, only on WRDB. And we're back. I, I, I also just uh, noticed over on our Patreon page, we got a couple more. Did we? Or I think, I think uh, one more, uh, but we're awesome. up to 131 per month. Yay! And Thank you, guys. Two more people are entered to win either a ticket to RegalCon or the Rumpel uh, standout. Stand in. Stand on. No, it's stand this guy. Out. Yeah. Yeah, the cardboard guy right there. Uh, but thank you guys very much. Okay. So I guess now on to the news. News. Okay. First up, the ratings. Now, Once Upon a Time got 5.7 million viewers, a 1.8 share in the demo. It dipped a little bit in the audience. Well, it was mostly steady in the demo, so not too much shifting one way or the other. See, I'm afraid it's going to go down again. Like When you get an episode that seemed pretty negative from the fandom, which this one seemed to for some reason. Yeah, which was weird. We loved it. I absolutely love this episode. So many people seem like Caterade about it. Lots of haterade spilling. Which we'll get to in a minute when we get to the feedback. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's see. Our next up is our trailer for next week. Uh, the plan or the plan? Uh, <laughs> the episode is called "Best Laid Plans," and here we're gonna uh, play it over and, t- and talk a little bit about it while it plays. Talk amongst so, you. Next Sunday. I like the castle. music. Yeah, the music's really creepy. They've they've been doing that a lot lately. They did that with Gotham too. Yeah, there's the Apprentice again. Apprentice. And it uh, looks like Snow and Charming are going to confront okay, Maleficent. Now, Snow should be obscenely pregnant at this point. Well, she is wearing a big fur there. She's always wearing a big fur. Yeah, and Henry running with the book, Maleficent Dragon again. This, I love this. She does not care that you are her mother. Oops, sorry. Go, go, going to tear the family apart. Yep. 
gonna happen. No, it looks like a really good. Looks like super, a really, really good super one. duper dramatic episode. Uh, let's see here. Okay, and an- another thing uh, you guys might be interested in. Uh, you guys remember Robbie K? Uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie, Peter Pan from Neverland. One of my favorite uh, storylines that once has ever done. Uh, well, he's also he's been cast in one of my favorite shows from way back in the day, Heroes. And actually, it's probably the first show we ever like, watched together. Yeah, got together on and theorized about and all that kind of lots stuff. And lots, yes. Yeah, but uh, he's been cast in Heroes Reborn. Reborn, Reborn. and he's been cast as Peter Pan in Heroes Reborn. No, No. I'm just kidding. I was like, please, no. No, there's there's no... indication what his character is but he's one of the main characters along with zachary levi and jack coleman uh, hrg and siler respectively but that's going to be a lot of fun it'll be really good i'm and, excited uh, amory you wanted to uh, talk about this we wanted to address one? this for, yeah. yeah um you may remember a few weeks ago we actually made a purchase online to help um sosad i don't have any save our sons and daughters mm-hmm. um i believe it's an anti-suicide yeah. um charity mm-hmm. through one of our listeners um I don't have it in front of me. Who was it? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Or Ginny. Um, and the campaign officially ended and they made $1,933.82, which is amazing. Very good. And I, so I can't... we're really happy to have been able to help with that. Um, if you didn't get a chance to um, purchase one of the t-shirts or sweatshirts to support, I would still encourage you to go ahead and, you know, throw them a couple shekels. Yeah. I can't wait <laughs> until I get my Captain Swan hoodie. Maybe That's I'll wear that Jerigo Con. That'll be fun, right? Oh, I uh, hope mentions in the chat room uh bill don't forget that i zombie is now airing with rose mciver tink and uh david anders whale so if you if you want some more uh tinkerbell and uh dr whale in your life uh cw i think i zombie it's actually a comic book show i, I i've heard a lot of good yeah. things i've heard a lot of good things yeah it's i'm like, still looking forward to the people that mm. left for other shows that have been canceled yeah i i, I think <laughs> it's basically it's veronica mars but veronica's a zombie more oh, less, okay. which is fun interesting okay and uh, if you want to check those uh links out at your leisure you can find them at the show notes at greetings from storybrook.com okay uh, next up is the listener feedback now every week and and we've been trying to hit this home like have i been failing you guys have i not been explaining this well i i don't know i let me try it again okay so next week when you get done done watching once uh best laid plans i need you to as soon as the credits start rolling i need you to run up to your tv rip it down off of the wall crack the screen on the floor then run to your computer email us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com tweet us at gsstorybrook the facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and the voicemail number which we almost always play almost. is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 and again you have to run you've got to be like we what did we cut like four voicemails because there was just so many yeah so many came in we had to mm-hmm. just sort of go and throw them up there and um, a, a little bit of trivia yeah. if we end up cutting your letter or your voicemail our expert team of assassins will come to your house and bake you a cake which is weird because they're assassins you think they kill you apparently i'm baking cake, we don't so. want to kill you we just want you to hurry up a little bit i'll send you a virtual camera <laughs> or a virtual cake but uh, yeah we have some voicemail here and as always we'll start off with bobby hey bill and amory it's bobby hey all right hey. so this is week we finally get to see ursula's backstory uh why she's evil what her happy ending is and what exactly hook has to do with any of that and I, I just have to say in the chat room, I just saw Ruby went off to Wolf College. That's hilarious. I thought they did a fairly decent job. But of course, in uh, true Once Upon a Time fashion, this isn't quite what we expected. It's more or less the Little Mermaid's backstory. Of course, there are a few uh, twists and turns thrown in and whatnot. 
But I mean, there's even lines of dialogue from the movie, like my ocean, my rules and things like that. Oh, but yeah. For the most part, I was happy. But what I really liked about the episode was that they used Ursula's story to show us that villains can have a happy ending. Or at least that's what I got out of it when Hook helped Ursula by bringing Poseidon and, you know, helping Ursula get her voice back. Which is why I found it odd when Hook made a big deal about, like, oh, I'm a villain, I can't get my happy ending, when it would seem to me that he just proved otherwise by helping Ursula and Poseidon. But, of course, Ursula's backstory is not the only thing that happened in this episode. Uh, the episode drove forward the plot quite a bit, actually. We got to see, with August back, we get to see uh, where the author is. Um, maybe not as necessarily how to get there, but we do know where to find them. And of course, now everyone knows uh, Rumple and or uh, Rumple slash Gold is back in town and what his plans are. And while I'm glad they're not dragging any of that out, for some reason to me, it does seem to feel a bit rushed. And what was up with that ship in a bottle? <laughs> I mean, it was cool to see the Jelly Roger in a bottle and it was mm -hmm. great to see Ariel back and whatnot. But she said that the Queen of Arendelle sunk the ship. That would have to be Elsa, right? Because mm -hmm. by the time Ariel went back to the Enchanted Forest, then Elsa's mom would have already been dead. I just found that a bit confusing. So arbitrary scale, I'll give this uh, 17 of 22 torn out pages. Thank you very much, Bobby. And uh, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. Everyone in the chat room is being like, no, play my voicemail. Don't play mine. Play mine. Don't mind. No, give mine to another no, person. It's fine. And honestly, uh, we didn't cut nearly as much as, as uh, we we indicated. It was mainly uh, there were a couple people who sent in uh, two. And so we only selected one. One of them was Dave. Take it away, Dave. Dave from Michigan again. Hey, hey from Michigan. I wanted to call in with my theory for the last Queens of Darkness's backstory, Cruella DeVille. I noticed that a couple weeks ago, she talked about how Granny used to wolf out. How would she know that Granny used to be a werewolf? I have a feeling her backstory has something to do with the werewolves. Oh. Because that would make sense. That would be awesome. I think that when they are in their wolf state, she can control them the way she does animals. But when they are humans, they stop being under her control. And I have a feeling that something happened between her and Granny and Gra some of Granny's kin. I mean, look, think about it. I believe that um, Ruby's mom was named Anita, which isn't that the name of the woman from the 101 Dalmatians? Yes. There's a couple things to think about. I wanted to hear your take. You think if that's the direction they might go. Absolutely love it, Dave. Absolutely, positively love it. The only thing that uh, gives me any pause at all is the fact that Megan Ori, uh, it seems like if they did like a wolf story mm -hmm. that she would need to be involved. And I, I don't know if she's, is she, is she into being on the show anymore? I know she, um, ha sh she had to delete her Twitter account because people were bugging being her. Mean yeah. about it and stuff, yeah. So. But, no, I, I'd love to see her come back to the show, though. I hope she does, for sure. And yeah, I really love that theory, Dave. And it definitely, uh, yeah, Cruella and dogs, good pair. Makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next up is, uh, and this is, Dawn always sends these in uh, a day late. We'll, we'll get one short. on Wednesday yeah. or something from her. <laughs> no, but, no, we absolutely love it. And uh, she went ahead and sent in some feedback on last week's episode. Take it away, Dawn. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Dawn of War. Uh, day Hi. late, Dawn Short. <laughs> I can't <laughs> help it. I can't watch these episodes and podcast about them as fast as you can. But I understand that you need... To be fair, we have an entire team of elves that helps us. ...to be timely. <laughs> I'm listening to your podcast about the last episode, <laughs> which by the time you play this on your podcast will be a week behind. Um, I'm so happy that Anne-Marie is so frustrated by these things because I am too. I wanted to call you guys up and go, I have problems. I have some problems with some of these things. <laughs> and then there's Anne-Marie 
on your podcast complaining about all of the things that I ate. What was, <laughs> what were they going to do when the train came? It made no sense. Like, what, what were they going to do? It, it, somebody had to break them out of there or whatever magic died. It doesn't make any sense. What are they even trying to prove? If nobody flinched, then they all died. They got hit by a train. It makes no sense. Like, what kind of test is that? It makes no sense. So much makes no sense. I want to... Uh, uh, sorry, I must have went too long because I got cut off. Anyway. Yeah, because it was two voicemails. We got that one. It makes no sense. Makes no, makes sense. no sense. Next one. Sorry. It makes no sense. And I'm glad that uh, Emery is frustrated because so am I. So many more details than just the one train thing. But you know what? They're still telling a better story than they did with the Frozen characters, aren't they? Yes. So I'm still invested. I'm suspending a lot of disbelief. I'm talking a lot <laughs> of disbelief here because, like, there's so much of it. So much of it makes no sense. See, I, I always say that I I – have so little disbelief that like i i I, like i'm good like i I was actually thinking about this today like the more shows that i watch and books that i read try and get into try to explain how magic could be real or like the rules of magic this that or the other it just makes it feel like less realistic to me because i don't know for some reason in my head magic means anything can happen and there doesn't have to be rules because it's magic magic but sometimes magic, I guess they have to magic, explain. Magic. But whatever. Cruel is magical. Ursula has two tentacles under her skirt. Whatever. I'll go with it. <laughs> okay, pause that. Ursula only has two tentacles under mm-hmm. her skirt plus her two feet. That's only four. She should have eight legs. Yeah, I know it would be awkward and annoying, but I'm just pointing out a technicality. Thank you. Continue. I was going to say they probably put that money into the ice wall last half season. Tell me, and hopefully it's going to be good. Um, I find with all these things, you know, I've learned this lesson in Lost. I know you guys didn't watch Lost, but <laughs> you just got to enjoy. Oh, I said ride the ride. Ride the ride and enjoy the tales that they tell you and just don't think too hard about any of these other things because it's never worth the trouble. That's the real lesson we learned by watching Lost. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and as Scott, as Scotty says in the chat room, magic is like time travel. It is what you want it to be. I love that. Very true. I love Very that. True. Okay, uh, next up is Aaron. Take it away, Aaron. Hi, this is Aaron from Wisconsin. Hi. I, I called um, last time. Oh, I remember. Um, I think she's in the chat. After the, oh, the Sir A arc, and now I'm calling again, and I, man, I have so much to say about the, this new this episode. Um. First of all, I'm glad Belle found out about Rumpel and now is getting a bit, got suspicious when she saw Hook to make sure that it was really him. <laughs> and um, I'm glad that they explained the cast change for Ursula with there being two Ursulas, mm-hmm. the sea witch and the, the goddess Ursula, who she was named after. And... Um, let me see. Uh, I like the plot twist of of, of the um, author being stuck in the page. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me see what else to say. I'm glad that, that Ursula got her happy ending uh, with her dad and her, getting her voice back. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, I wonder if that means that we won't be seeing her again. <laughs> Why doesn't Poseidon start a ferry company between Storybrook and Misthaven? <laughs> and if any of the other people 
queens of darkness will no longer be queens of darkness <laughs> and get some sort of happy ending or redemption or if Ursula will be the only one I that will happen with. Well, I give, give this episode around 60 or 70 out of 100 tri- um, Poseidon Tridents <laughs> and all that. Well, it's nice um, listening to your podcast. <laughs> and it was nice listening listen to your voice. Thank you so mail, much, Aaron. Love it. Yeah. 100 tridents. I, I wonder, uh, what's the conversion rate between Poseidon's tridents and Triton's, Triton's tridents? tridents? Triton's tridents. Triton's tridents. Triton's tridents, Triton's tridents, tridents and tridents. Poseidon's ferry service. Both coming to Storybrook 2015. <laughs> 2016. Next up is Jeff. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff from Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello. I'm Jalen Jane on Twitter. I don't know if this will be coherent because it's 4 a.m. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, say, I think I might be watching the show more for the costumes than anything else, oh. especially any time we get to go back into the past and see Captain Hook. That's what we do nice. the commentaries for mainly is to it's, oh, talk it's about It's like the fashion costume. hour. Yeah, it really is. I am in love with that costume. Um, and hey, Ernie Hudson goes from being that other guy in Ghostbusters to <laughs> King Poseidon. Ooh, quite an upgrade. Very happy to see him on the show. I, I like that I'm not the only one who refers to him as the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> um, the story with Ursula, pretty good. I like the tie in to the uh, Disney um, Little Mermaid tale and having it, uh, having some nice twists in there was just good enough to keep it grounded in the reality that they've established in the show and a tribute to the Disney fans. Oh, yeah. Ariel is back. Yay. All right. Um, I'm going to try to sleep now. And (laughs) hopefully this is somewhat usable. Yeah. Good work. Oh, arbitrary scale. Um, On the scale of 1 to 20 mermaid fins, I would give it a a 15. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. And yeah, you you almost caught me there because I've been having insomnia the past few nights. I was up Mm -hmm. until like three. For like the past five days, I think you said. Yeah, something like that. It's been insane next up is michael take it away michael hey bill and Anne marie it's michael um i haven't uh called in for a while just because the have felt like the show hasn't really been good or bad enough for me to really have much to say about it one way or the other until now i was really kind of impressed with this episode the whole ursula um reversal of her and the little mermaid that whole story take uh really felt like once getting into its own uh back into its own identity again Mm -hmm. although uh her having no middle ground to her character arc the beginning and end being in the same episode kind of felt a little bit clumsy but i think they just broke their own rule in terms of her getting a happy ending without um the author's intervention uh, and I think what Ariel, that and what Ariel said kind of really proves what I've been thinking about this whole thing from the very beginning, which is that the idea of uh, an author controlling things so that villains can't uh, have happy endings just feels really uh, morally and philosophically false. Uh, like, it takes away the idea of free will and that these characters' actions has anything to do with their, uh, you know, their their the outcome of their lives. So I've really been... Um, this whole author storyline has been really rubbing me wrong, wrong way from the very beginning. Um, like Ariel said, I mean, sometimes doing things the right way means taking the longer road, the harder road, the road with more suffering. So I think that's what these characters should be doing instead of looking for artificial, magical solutions to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, really loved Hook's 
uh, hook being the key uh, to the shell that was. Uh, oh yeah, we never even mentioned that. I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It makes, it makes so much sense. Sorry. Nice touch. Um, Will Scarlet um, and the ship in the bottle. I kind of felt like that was interesting at first, but on looking back, it just felt like they were saying, hey, you know, we're doing absolutely nothing with this character, but we still want you to know that we haven't forgot about him. And lastly, uh, the whole idea of Emma as the Dark Phoenix, you know. Uh, not too crazy about that idea. Um, the whole idea that Rumpel could just so easily corrupt her. It, it, again, it just takes away all character development. It takes it away, again, it undermines the idea of free will and that she mm-hmm. has a choice. And, you know, the th- choices that she's made up till now mean something. So, I don't know. Not too crazy about the author storyline, but we'll see where it goes. Anyways, uh... Can't wait to hear what you all think. And uh, all in all, pretty good episode. Yeah, and, and that kind of ties back into what I was saying before. Like, I, I definitely agree with you, uh, Michael, that it kind of weakens things a little bit, yeah. if, if that's the case. But I, I, I think that I, I don't think it's a matter of uh, the story affecting their free will. I think it's more a matter of like, it's kind of like the newspaper and Back to the Future, right? Where mm. it changes based on events. Yeah. I think that might be kind of how the book is. And maybe the author is well, because... just the guy who, who makes the changes. Right. You know? But we did see the book change a bit when Emma and Hook went back and then they came back into mm-hmm. Granny's that they had just been in and they yeah. flipped back and it was well, we didn't see the moment of the change or anything no we didn't see the changed. moment of the change but yeah. in the book it was changed mm-hmm. because things had changed so yeah. there's there's that to consider but uh, thank you very much Mike. and yeah some people in the chat are wondering where Michael is tonight I think I believe he, he works on Monday yeah. yeah okay next up and I actually our last voicemail is uh, Other Anne Marie take it away Other Anne Marie hi Bill and Anne Marie and sorry for anyone we cut I feel bad I know we're like Hook for greetings Story, Brooke. <laughs> Too much has happened, so let's just write to it. How did anybody, anybody get into Storybrooke? People just kept appearing left and right, just with Poseidon coming in and mm-hmm. Ariel coming back. It just, it felt very overwhelming. It, it just felt like the writers were trying to tie in everything as well, just with Ariel mentioning Arendelle. It. Well, yeah, if nothing else, like, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, mermaids have the power to travel right. back and, and I forth. like the thing that that's something that's been consistent that is that the mermaids can do it. And I think mm-hmm. somebody on the Internet somewhere, I don't know who it was. I don't know what was happening, but it was like, oh, yeah, it's so easy to travel now. I'm like, well, Ursula was born a mermaid. Mm-hmm. So she has that power. They yeah. haven't needed it since they've been back. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was in a land without magic, so she couldn't use it before. Yeah. It, so it's it's doesn't bother me so much as far as like how does this happen it just seems very coincidental sense. yeah i mean it, it's all, it, especially the way ariel got there being okay that was captured a little by weird. the bottle and the jolly roger and everything but nobody else was captured in the bottle that was on the jolly roger yeah, weird little. i don't know i just got so confused halfway through just because they kept explaining it away in like a sentence or so and I didn't really like that about this episode. Snow with Regina's voice, though, was super creepy. I'm I'm (laughs) like, they did really well with the laying over the voice and the way that Jenny was speaking. Mm -hmm. But it was just so creepy. I was very happy, though, to see that the portal uh, was not opening up when uh, Ursula tried to to touch the water and everything. It, It just felt too easy, especially with her being in in uh, story broken people were trying to get back to mist haven and i don't know it, it felt too easy if another portal just opened up again um one part i really did love was seeing pinocchio's nose grow i've been wanting <laughs> to see this from the moment that he was introduced to the show and this is just awesome just having his nose grow like that perfect 
Um, best part of the episode probably was finding out that the author is trapped in the book. I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, didn't see that one coming. Out of 15 boats in a bottle, I'll give it 12 in a sail, and the sail is for Hook finally playing a part in the story again. I, I bet Hope <laughs> must be really happy about this one. Sorry to <laughs> drag it out too long. But I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye. No, I was really excited about that, too, because mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like Hook's been sort of just like a, a, a side I, character, an object instead of a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I saw, I saw someone else uh, chipped <gasps> in another buck on the uh, Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. We need a bell. Okay. And we, we're going to wrap up with two letters here. And okay. uh, the rest will be over on the blog post at greetingsfromstorybrook.com if you want to check it out. True story. You want to read this first one okay. from Anne? Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. I'll get right to it. I loved this episode. I wasn't that excited for Ursula's backstory at first, but I really liked what they did with it. I thought making her a mermaid and giving her a beautiful singing voice instead of Ariel was a nice turn. Changing characters and plot lines from the original fairy tales or Disney movies and putting their personal twist on, on it is exactly what makes this show so great. I loved the use of the frying pan as a weapon. Yay, Tangled reference. And the CGI in this episode, especially August turning into wood, seeing Ariel again, and of course, the Robin Hood appearance. Um, I didn't believe for a second that it was real, but after four episodes without him, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of Regina's dream, though, so she might have to turn evil again in order to protect Robin from something or someone. Pause. How is Emma supposed to look up Robin Hood? I don't know. That bothered me. I was like, you mm-hmm. just asked her to track down Robin Robin Hood well, while I, we're defeating gold in town. I, Just I, saying. I'm sure some of the people she uh, hunted down in her professional life probably changed their names somewhere along the way, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Robin Hood, though? Robin Hood. Do you know... Do, have, have you seen anybody with this face? Oh, come on! <laughs> I'm trying to get you to do it for three days. Um, okay. I'm intrigued, but a bit anxious to find out what's going with this. What? Uh, just back up off the mic a little bit. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry. I'm loud. Um, the Captain Swan scene was beautiful, even though I found it funny. Emma still seems oblivious to Hook's feelings for her. You found your happy ending? What is it? Oh, sweetie. Oh, honey. Um, <laughs> but now I'm a little freaked out by Rumpel's plan. So either Emma turns dark or no one or no one of the villains, including Hook and Regina, get their happy endings. Dilemma, anyone? Um, also, the reveal that the sorcerer trapped the author in the book got me thinking. Thinking, until now, I figured the author was a classic good guy and the sorcerer was the potential bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if it's the other way around? Maybe the author was planning on writing stories with horrible endings for everyone and the sorcerer trapped him behind the door to stop him. In that case, the hero's plan of releasing him would backfire quite a bit. Well, I hope I'm wrong. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on the episode. All the best, Anne. No, I really like that, that, that theory you dropped there right at the end. Yeah. Although, w- w- would that give the author a happy ending or a bad ending and who would give it to him? I don't, I don't, I don't even know, know anymore. I don't I don't even know. I don't know. Meta, 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 meta. Okay, and we'll wrap up here uh, with a, a letter from Stephanie. Stephanie says, Hi, Bill and Amory. I have a few things to point out. Uh, first, last episode. I think it's a good, there's a good possibility that Rumpel was posing as Hook in the library. My reason for thinking this is that, that Hook always has a comeback. He's a bit of a smart aleck. I, I think he would have had a remark comeback for Regina calling him a pirate mascot. Instead, he stays quiet then, then and for the rest of the scene. If I am right, then Rumpel knows Regina is undercover. I think he's going to trick Regina somehow. I can see that. Totally a Rumpel thing to do. Totally. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I don't think we mentioned it. Like, I, I think this is probably like the darkest evilest we've ever seen because he he doesn't even have any you know pretense of altruistic motivation anymore he's just being evil for evil's sake uh, to get what he wants Uh, and then uh uh, or stephanie sorry goes on second how does august know that regina has seen the page with the door uh that conversation was between between regina and his dad and he was not anywhere near them 
Um, Did, because mm-hmm. um, he remembers everything from when he was younger. Yeah, but so P- he Pinocchio know, wasn't there, though. He wasn't there, but he may have known that his stuff was gone, or Geppetto may have mentioned, hey, I gave the stuff to her, so she'll get off your back. Like, mm-hmm. something like that. That's what I just interpret it. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I would assume that, too, just yeah. because he has the knowledge. He had to get it somehow. Geppetto probably told him or something. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more or- Ursula in the real world, as well as how she got to New York. Stay tuned, probably. Hope Hopefully, uh, they were making it seem like they were. There were more. There was more between Hook and Ursula. He could have told. He could have told like, Emma, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming you mean told Emma that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you think, Stephanie. I uh, thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, now for some little small bits. Ash thinks that Regina's crazy dream is the author reaching out from inside the book. You want me to read the other one too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth didn't expect Ursula to make her exit so soon, but said, "Good riddance." <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, someone pointed out that there is a. Uh, could you survive being in Once Upon a time quiz maybe we'll do that when we wrap after we wrap up the episode here in a minute but as always uh next week when you're done uh watching the episode i need you to jump up rip your tv off the wall <gasps> break it which we've already discussed yeah and then i need you to unplug your refrigerator thereby spoiling all the food in your refrigerator you're on awful. your way to the computer to email us greetings from storybrook at gmail.com tweet us at gf storybrook the facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 Three five two, and now Anne Marie. Where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at amdsimone, and I also write all sorts of things at crunchycrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can pick up the books I write at dogboyadventures.com. We advertised one a little bit earlier, this one, Demon's Dare. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check out uh, this Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com, we're going to be doing another episode of the Universe Box podcast mm-hmm. all about old school Nickelodeon. So yes. if you like Nickelodeon. And Stick Stickly. Yeah, exactly. And Slime. Yeah. And good things. Of, I'm going to get slimed. Yes. So I'm sorry. Got close to the mic again. Do that. I'm going to slime him. <laughs> okay. So I guess that's about it. So until next time. Greetings, greetings from Storybrooke. Story